Well, it looks like these guys are on a pretty valiant odyssey. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. I'm back with the Crown Killers plus one. Guys, we have Shavi, Jusui, Drew and Key and we're kicking off this adventure right now. All right, so as we left off, Jusui, Shavi and Drew, you are making your way to the fluffy tree separately in order to lay low for a few days after you had been tracked by the guards and accused of arson. Key. After your solo adventure, you were making your way east and were attempted to be captured by what you heard was called the Copper Ring. Escaping and stealing their horse, you now have begun to travel your way east as well. So we jump in now, five days later, from your initial escape, Jusui, Shavi and Drew. You guys have found a space within the woods to call your own, a small rocky outcropping that you've been spending the last four to five days in. You'd venture out, find your own food, you'd come back. And it's at this moment, you're starting to get really bored of the place. What would you like to do? Okay, Shavi, just we a rogue sneaks into a museum. He sees a guard who's really, really sad. Turns out it's his birthday and no one remembers. The rogue looks at him, he's like, I just need to get past and steal this shit, but he feels bad for the guard. So he sneaks his way into the main office and he sees the owner of the museum and the head of security. They look at me, scream at, how did you, how did you get past? Because you guys let your guard down. (laughs) (laughs) We need to leave (laughs) this camp. It's at that point you guys had acquired or pulled out the map that you have of Kalimbor that had been given to you by the Unseen. And you guys know that you have to track a journey to uh, Mediterri, where Jesuit's contact lies for the Foreign Legion of Angels. So as you're looking at this map, you can see it's on this piece of parchment that quite that's quite uh, rough and beaten up, but the geographical locations on it are quite uh, well cartographed. You can see that to the southwest is a small mountain range that hits the coast, and then south of Ede, there are a few different villages that you could possibly hit in order to take the bay across to Mediterri, or you can trek the mountain path. So over the last four days, you guys would have been deciding which way you guys would go. So what do you think? Which way you want to go? I'm thinking the shortest route because as long as Jasui knows where we're going, so does Delnak. I think, uh, I think we visit this temple of Idris and see if we can fix this and at least then we're in the bay we can take our boat straight across absolutely we've got time to plan then and i am sick of sitting around this campfire listening to druids comedic specials (laughs) i don't know who taught you these jokes my friend but well little do they know I've been sneaking clay, mortar, and sand into all of their food. No, when no, they no, find no, out, no. They'll be shitting bricks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Inspiration. <laughs> all right. I think it's time to go, boys. As you say that, um, you can see over by a tree, probably about 40 feet from the entrance of your rocky outcropping, you can see the figure of Dragon lumbering his way towards you. 
having given him your location, he gives you food drops and has for the last couple of days. You watch as he drops the the items there and you can see him leaning against a tree and he nods towards you all. He looks was, to you over the distance and he says, Boys. Dragon. I must applaud you for your uh, help in these last few days, my friend. I was uh, very wrong about where your loyalties lie. I'm glad to have gained your trust. I just want you to know that, as I said to Shavi, he is my main priority. The Unseen comes second to that. With that in mind, I did indeed make contact with Arden, and he supplied you with an alibi to Magistrate Byron. It is by his word that the charges against you for arson has been dropped. You're welcome back in the city, if you so please. He also told me to tell you in regards to, well, the problem that you'd shared just we, perhaps going and investigating the dawning tithe, the temple in Megaris. There is a priest there known as the Sun Arbiter who should be able to give you a token of non-detection, save your mind from influence. This information is uh, very useful. Now we know who to look for in Magras. Excellent. We're going to go find the Sun Father. Say thanks very much. No, Ar- Arbiter. Arbiter. Oh, sorry. I like Sun Father. Sun, sun Father. <laughs> Thank you for all of your help. And I kiss him on the cheek. He goes to re- retract and he just says, Thank you. Uh, do you know the best way to go? He looks to you and he says, The mountain path can be dangerous. Megaris does lie just south of Ede, so crossing the trade road may be your best bet. You can travel in secret. Perhaps I could bring you some horses, but it's not guaranteed. Or you could do it the old-fashioned way. Rob a stagecoach, take it as your own. I believe Drew might come in handy in this situation. Whatever way you make, it is your choice. Are you able to get us horses? By tonight? I can try, but there is no guarantee. What if... And... Does this help with a guarantee? And I throw him a hundred gold pieces. It almost certainly does. And he watches he catches it, puts it in his pocket, and he says, I'll deliver the horses by nightfall. He says, Now, I... The Unseen is in a very precarious position. Your names are cleared now. Are you sure you want to leave? The situation we have been put in, personally, without the clan involved, is dangerous. We are. We have to stay moving. Oh, I, I have to stay moving. I cannot let him know where I am for too long. I, I must get him out of my head if we are to save the clan. Well, by all means, make your way to Megaris. Get this trinket of non-detection, but beyond that, heading to Mediteri based on the fact that you gave your word to Arden Cassian. He has provided you with an alibi, but... Is this truly what you wish to do? We entered into a contract. He has paid half. We... I at least must try He nods and he says, Well, I will await your return. 
When you do so, I'll have a more thorough understanding of what is happening in the guilds of the Unseen, and we can make a plan. Keep your head down, my friend. This is not times to be a tall poppy. I'll put my whiskers out. But as you say, I will keep my head down. Why Why are you hesitant of Meditary? I'm not hesitant of Meditary. I just think losing my three biggest allies to go on a quest for Arden Cassian. I'm personally worried, that's all. I'll be okay, Shavi. What are your thoughts on Arden? I have known him for quite some time. We've done a mission here and there together before he was a guild artisan. The in-between time from when he was a city guard to when he was a guild artisan, we worked together. He's one of the most honorable men I've met. If he gives you his word, he'll keep it. You can trust what he says. First of all, the first step is to get Jusui sorted. As long as we've got Delnak on our trace, no one's safe. And we're not about to desert Jusui, so we get that done first and then we choose our path. I've never seen more fierce loyalty in a team in the Unseen. And by you three. This is why we're the best. <laughs> this is why you are the best. We. We. And at that, you watch as he gives you all a handshake and begins to leave. As he's leaving, I say, uh, Drogon, a minute. And I follow him, mm-hmm. you know, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you go about 30 paces and stop by a tree. And I um, I say, my friend, I need, I need you to do me a favor. And I press just two gold pieces into his hand. I say, I need you to keep eyes and ears on Freud and Skoff. Let me know where he is going, what he is doing, who he is seeing. These are things I need to know personally that the other boys, they do not need to know about. Um, if you could do this for me, potentially I can scratch your back at another time. He nods and he says, he hands the gold back to you. He says, this I'll do for you for free. But if I'm asked directly by Shavi, I will not lie to him. I do not... Do not have any... Quims, qualms, or concerns about you telling Shavi, but... At this point in time... You do not need to... Advertise that I have asked you for this favor. He nods. And he says... I'll do this for you. But just know... Secrets within a party clan... Can be damaging. This will not be a secret for much longer. Um, he nods to you and you watch as he begins making his way back towards the city of Cadmia. So as Jusui makes his way back towards the cavern, you guys begin packing your things up. You look at the map and you decide which way you're going to go. Uh, I'm going to take Dragon's Word and suggest the trade road. Sounds good. Might be safest option. Yep. We cut over to Key. You're galloping on a horse across the eastern trade road. As you do, you can see the scenery begin to flash by you. It changes more from grassland into a forested area. You stop for a moment 
And as you stop, you tie your horse up and you have yourself a rest. And it's at that moment where I'd like you to roll a perception check, please. Uh, 25. Okay. So as you're sitting there in this forested area, you look around and through the trade road foliage, you can see a various smattering of trees. You're looking, listening for the birds and it's extremely quiet. Roll a stealth check, just we. From behind you, you hear the snapping of a twig and the clicking of a mechanical device you have never heard before. Can I um, smell anything in particular? <laughs> you smell weed and manliness. <laughs> I'm trying to sort of um, combine scent and and hearing together to acknowledge a threat behind me. Definitely do. Yep. Okay. Do I notice how close? It's is- probably about 15 feet behind you and closing. 15 feet behind me and You closing. hear another snap. Okay. I uh, attempt to to jump over myself 20 feet. So you're going to jump in the air? No, I'm going to jump like sort of in a backwards motion over behind myself. Okay. So just so from your perspective, you watch as these two feline ears flick as if they've heard something and you know your position's made. You watch as this feline individual jumps Hood comes off, you see this flaring mohawk and you can see bandages wrapped around hands and feet. You see him jump backwards and where are you going? Uh, to land behind the threat. All right, just roll an acrobatics check to see if you can do it successfully. 19. Yeah. So you watch this guy flip, bounce off of a branch, land directly behind you as your gun's poised to where he was. What would you like to do? Just we. Pull the other one out. All right, so at that moment, we have this standoff. Key, you're standing there, dagger drawn. You've got this mechanical device pointed at your face. You look beyond it, and you can see a... Uh, well, what does he see, just we? Well, he sees a uh, stubby sort of cigar lit, blowing smoke, obscuring my eyes anyway. I'm obviously look still looking the other way, but I've got a gun straight, and I've just sort of turned. And as he's standing there poised with his dagger, I bring the other... Uh, pistol straight around basically both barrels pointing straight in your eyes and I uh, say ah skittish kitty here well if you want to sneak up on me it's best that you don't be smoking something well my friend what are you doing in this part of the woods by yourself with a ragged ass pony I could ask you the same thing I am not by myself my friend hello (coughs) you watch as Shavi pokes his head out of a bush (laughs) and drew melds out of a tree as if <laughs> camouflage. He just comes out of the tree. Jesus! What and are you? He's, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> as you do look at these two individuals, did you want to describe yourselves, Shavi and Drew? Drew sees him and immediately thinks, yeah. wonder what's, you know, he's a cat, he's animals, he's a big animal fan, walks through his, hey baby. What are, you, what are you looking at? Stop looking at me like that. I give him a little, little, little bow and uh, I like hold my hand out to as if to, like, give me a hand sort of thing. I, I reel back. <laughs> yeah. I, I pull my hand back and I'm just sort of reel back a little bit and look at the other two. Yeah, you see this grotesque human with this red beard, this wolf pelt pouring off of him that smells like manure. And as you look at the other, you can see Shavi. And what does he see as he looks at you? Uh, so Shavi kind of just slowly emerges out of the bushes. Um, no, nothing drawn, all his weapons 
hidden, blah, 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 kind of just looks harmless. Just walking on over and, oh, you got to be kidding me, Drew. <laughs> Mr. Cat, how are you feline today? <laughs> what have I stumbled into? <laughs> what have you stumbled into indeed? Uh, so, we are asking the questions here. As you can see, you are outnumbered, the three to one. Or would you like to try and get your way out of this? At this present moment, I've just sort of acknowledged my sort of predicament. I'm just kind of, I have no fucking idea. So I twirl one pistol and put it straight back in my, in the holster. And I've still got one trained on him. Just, you know, chill. Han Solo style. Han Solo style. I think I step over next to Key and I caress one arm over his shoulder. I go, hey guys, leave the cute cat alone. I'm sure he's got a good reason for being here. I immediately react. (laughs) I stick a claw straight under his throat. I say, just just give me the word. Drew. Just give me the word. Drew, I think you are making this a little bit harder for yourself, my friend. You may lose an eye. I will open your face. And then straight away, your face will open in a bloom of fire and smoke, my friend. It's at that moment all of you hear the sound of hooves coming from the west. As you hear that, it's getting louder and louder and closer and closer to you. Fishy, 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 fishy. <laughs> well, gentlemen, it sounds like we could have a common enemy here. Fishy? Disperse. Fishy. Yeah. yeah, so you watch as you're standing there like a fishy key, you watch as Jesui and Shavi both attempt to hide. Roll your stealth checks, please. And Drew, what do you do in this moment? Just going to lean casually against the tree. 20. In plain sight? Dirty 20. In plain sight. All right. Dirty 20 for Jasui. 24. 24 for Shavi. What do you do, Key, seeing this happen? As Jasui jumps up into a tree and Shavi moves back behind the bush he was in before, both of their eyes trained onto the road. I move to my horse to attempt to untie it. As you begin untying it, you can see over the rise, Drew, you see it as well for the first time as well. There are three individuals on horseback and you can see that they seem to be galloping at speed, uh, following what looks like a running dog ahead of them. Uh, as they begin gaining, you can see the barding on the horse. Roll a perception check, actually, Drew. And you can too, Key, because you're there. 18, 12. You both see on the barding of the horse the circle and the 10 spokes coming from the circle, the symbol that was on it before, uh, on the carriage that you had escaped from, Key. As you see these three individuals beginning to ride towards you, the dog coming as well, you can see one of them point towards you, Key, and they begin into a into a gallop. It's at this point you do get your horse untied. What do you do, Drew? Do they look like they were coming after the dog? They look like they're following the dog. Following the dog. Yeah, the dog as if the dead. dog is got a scent or a track and it's following, <clears throat> yeah. and they're following the dog. And they spotted us? Right, how far away are they? Uh, they're closing in at 60 feet, just coming up over the rise now, and they can actually see they've spotted Key, and it looks like they're pointing towards Key, and they're mm-hmm. racing towards him. Yeah, like uh, as in like they're, they're coming after him. They want to get Looks him. Looks like they're trying to get cool. him, yeah. But they're not so, paying attention to me. So this stranger that you have just seen, these three individuals are barreling after him. Mm-hmm. You two as well, Jasui and Shavi, also see everything that was just so, described. Uh, can I get Jasui's attention? I'm going to do my thieves can't and just tell him that I need to talk to these people. Like now. Talk? I need to talk to these people. All right. Um, I throw a rock just... From, I'll explain soon. I have a ball bearing mm-hmm. and I just drop it onto Drew's head because I assume I'm in the tree. Yep. And I'm just pointing at them and going like that and pointing at Shavi. 
Yeah. Like, so you're making the talking motion with your hand. Talking mm-hmm. motion, pointing at them, pointing at Charby yep. like that so that he can see it. Okay. All right. Well, I was literally about to either throw a big thunder wave out to knock them mm-hmm. off their horses or something similar, you know, either like a like an ice wave to make the ground slippery. But As this is happening, that, Key, can you please roll an animal handling check? 14. Okay, so you're you're struggling a little bit, but you swing your leg over the horse and you're almost ready to rear around and turn off and, and take off if that's what you want to do. It's at this point you watch as the three horsemen begin moving around the adjacent side of the road to you, Drew, and also you, Key. So there's sort of like a semicircle around you and the dogs there just sort of barking directly at Key now. And they're barking. Uh, they're probably about 30 feet away from you guys now. All in thieves can't. I don't care what they have to do with the cat. I need to talk to them for my own reasons. All I right. think after seeing now. the pebble hit me on the head, I think I kind of just step in the way and just hand hand in front, like stop. Like, so you stand in front of Key, in front of the people riding towards okay. us and Key. I'm just gonna stand yeah. in the way and just. They've stopped stop. now on their horses, and you watch as two of them dismount. One stays crossbow trained on you. You can see one of them seems to be a thuggish looking man, the other one a dwarf, and they're all wearing the same garb with the same uh, copper ring with the ten spokes coming out of it. You watch as can- they begin moving towards you. Can I roll a perception to see if I know what that... Roll a history check. History? No. 13. You know throughout your travels that this symbol has been associated with slavery. All right. Mm -hmm. So pretty much based on seeing the 10 spokes and stuff, I'm just going full pelt in. I'm jumping down and I'm attacking. All right. So as you pull your hand out, Drew, and you're about to open your mouth to speak... You watch as this dark shadow moves across your vision, blocks out the sun, and you just see Shavi there jumping up in the middle of the air, about to take down these individuals. You watch as one of the the thuggish gentlemen that was a human stands up and says, we don't have any business with you. We want that cat. He belongs to us. And at that point, um, we'll roll initiative. You're on your horse, Key. Some look like a a leader or something like that, like. Uh, the thuggish one that looks like he has this black and red bandana across one eye. He's got this scruffy looking beard, seems to be barking the orders. They're all wearing this uh, orange tunic that has the same symbol that you're familiar with on them, though. Yeah, so I'm going to jump at him, the leader, the biggest, baddest one, and I'm just going full pelt. Yep. Short sword assassination attack. Currently looking, you can see these three individuals on horseback. Two are dismounted, one still on horse with a crossbow trained at key. So the one on the crossbow there, you can see is a female and she's got an eye patch and she's just sort of training the crossbow on key. And it's that point you see Shavi just cross across the sun. Uh, your turn first, Shavi. What would you do? Um, yeah, so biggest, baddest one. I'm uh-huh. just going full pelt, jumping in silent because obviously I don't want them to know I'm there, but I'm just going full blood, yep. straight attack. Just All right, so with your... Short swords drawn, they come directly from your tattoos. You watch this green sheen move over your arms and you just see them appear in his hands. Mm-hmm. It's at that point you land directly in front of him, five feet, and you'll get your assassination as well. So roll your attack. 14. 14 will miss. The short sword goes directly to attack this individual, but you watch as he quickly pulls out this cutlass and blocks it. And he says to you, sneaky little bugger. And what would you do next? I'm pretty much just going to yell at him, who the fuck are you? And I'm coming in with the other blade. All Tell right. me everything. Uh, 24 this time. All right. You watch as he goes to answer you, but you shove the blade in his his stomach. Roll your damage. So this will be sneak attack. It will be assassination and damage from the weapon. Eight. D6. Oh, yes. plus, plus your modifier at the end. Plus four. Yep. 
Did you fucking hear that? Hit the tray. <laughs> Dropping bricks. Ah, uh, plus modifier is 29, sorry. Nice. So 29 points of damage. You watch as he does begin to answer you, but then you just shove the dagger directly into his guts and twist it. And as you twist it, he just loses all breath. He's like, all right, change of priorities. He spits on the ground and he says, get the little bastard. Um, and it's at that point you watch as he begins mobilizing for his turn if that is the end of yours, Sharpie. Uh, yeah, so that was my bonus action. So yeah, I've got nothing left. All right. So you watch as he will then draw a dagger as well as his scimitar now. So he's also dual wielding and he will make two attacks with the scimitar, one with the dagger on you. So three attacks directly onto you. The first one's going to be a uh, 20, dirty 20. And the next scimitar attack is going to be a 11, which I believe misses. Yeah, the first one hits. Yep. yep. And the next dagger is going to be a 10. The first one only. First one only. I will use uncanny dodge. Uh, eight points of slashing damage for the first. He slashes directly across your chest. And as you do, you sort of take that moment to matrix dive away. And the next attack that comes back against the same way horizontally you dodge out of the way of, and then as you stand up vertically again, he goes to stab you in the face with a dagger and you just move your head to the left just so and you feel the wind of the dagger going straight by you. Um, it's at that point you can you can smell the tobacco that's sort of staining his scruffy black beard as he's sort of glaring down at you. Just swear you're up. Drew, you're after that. All right, so obviously I'm still hidden. I am going to... So I get advantage on the first roll, don't I? For sneak attack? Yeah. From your hidden position, well, you do. Because I'm hidden, I yes. get advantage, and yes. then I get the sneak attack because I'm hidden. Yes. All right, cool. All right, sweet. So I'm going to straight up go the crossbow wielding fudger. Yep. So she's right. sitting on the horseback, eye patch there, crossbow drawn. She moves her target over to key after the order was given. Yep. So I'm going to uh, shoot with action. Mm-hmm. Shoot with bonus action. And then action surge for three shots. All right, so roll three d20s now. Do it all at once. Can I just tell him that? Just we, I need them alive. All right, so I'm using two grip points mm -hmm. to have both of them, all three. So the first one, obviously, because I'm hidden, is advantage. Yep. I'm using two grip points to use dead eye shot twice, which means I gain advantage on the next two rolls as well. So all three have advantage. Yep. Which means that also all three get sneak attack damage. You only get sneak attack once uh, per turn. No, sneak attack says, oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> once per turn. You get it once per turn. All right, uh, then I won't use the grit points. Okay. That is a 17. Hit. 19. Hit. And a 14. Hit. All three of them hit. So from your treed position, Key, you for the first time hear this ringing sound like the twang of a revolver just coming from the tree. He watches the birds in the tree that he's hiding in take off into the sky. You hear that three times, just twang, 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 and you watch as these explosions occur on the person that is sitting on the horse with the crossbow trained on you. Damage, please, just we. 21. Ooh, what does it look like as you pretty much blow her apart? This is like only the, what, third time I've used these in, in anger. Mm -hmm. So... Obviously, I'm a little bit surprised, but all three shots form a triangle straight in the middle of her chest, center of scene mass, um, and yeah, just crater in the armor that she has there. Uh, I don't know what kind of armor Leather. she has. Leather? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Then it's just three clean, dark holes appear in, a, in 
her leather, mm-hmm. and then there's just seeping blood that starts falling down. Yeah, her you chest. watch as one does an exit wound as well, and she's splattered the tree that she's standing by. Uh, you watch as she crumples over half half her her size basically, and is limply holding the crossbow. She's very very damaged. It's at that point it becomes Drew's turn. Key, you're after Drew. All right, so who's looking the most beefy? The most beefy looks like the guy that Sharvi's engaged with, the guy with the black scruffy beard. Yeah, cool. All right. 29. 29. All right, yeah, no, we'll leave him for now. Drew looks over at the guy at the back, squints his eyes, and all you hear is ribbit. And <laughs> Drew turns into a giant toad. All right, so you watch as your back begins to crack, your legs sort of crack upon themselves, your knees bend the other way, and you begin to turn into this red-bearded frog that sits down in front of everybody. Giant toad with a red beard. Excellent. Cool. So the toad has a standing leap, which is he can just leap. He's going to make a bite attack at the guy at the back. All right. That is a 15 to hit. You also need to make a save. Nat 20. Ah, you bastard. I was going to swallow you. He made it. Hang on. It's the damage first. Damage first. Where's my 10s? 10 piercing damage plus three poison damage. Okay. So 13 points of damage. Uh, You watch as you begin biting onto this individual. You sort of uh, lift your head upwards and you watch as your throat begins to, to gargle as if you're going to swallow this individual, but two hands get pushed on either side of your jaw and he pushes you off of his face and you watch as he's just covered in saliva. Oof, you see he's bloody and salivary and damaged and you just see this disgusting looking toad. You don't want to be swallowed by the toad. All right. At that point, it becomes Key's turn. All right. So while this engagement has happened, Key has actually turned around and he's about to just get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. However, he has these three gunshots. <laughs> and he sort of turns around and he looks. And it's like as if time stops still. He sees the halfling going at it. He sees his freaking toad. <laughs> and he sees these weapons that he's never seen before. And as time just sort of like slows down, like the birds are slowly moving. Key's eyes just glaze over and says, I'm tired of running. So I pull out my quarter staff and I start riding straight at crossbow person. Gotcha. I'm making out as if I'm about to joust mm-hmm. with a quarter staff. Got it. So I'll move directly until I'm about five feet, uh, but like as if I'm passing. Yep. Like flank, on the flank. And I attempt to hit him with a quarter staff, but I change my hand grip and move to a swinging baseball bat sort of motion to attempt to knock crossbow off the, their mount. Got it. Roll your attack. Very nice. Inspiration. 14. Hit. Roll your damage. That is seven. Bludgeoning. Seven points of damage. What does it look like as you kill her? I basically do my baseball bat swing and her head just cracks open like it's a watermelon. And you watch <laughs> as she falls off of the horse. <laughs> the crossbow bolt gets let off and shoots into the sky. As you, swear, you see the woman that you're targeting down the barrel of your gun just fall to the floor. An amazing hit from this uh, Tabaxi individual. Tabaxi got game. At that, is that your turn? Turn. Turn? All right. So wheeling the horse back around, looking at the actual fighting scene, it now becomes those that are left's turn. Okay. So first things first, uh, the dog is going to turn around and attempt to fight Shavi, as well as the big bristly uh, bearded individual. Um, so the dog will get advantage because of pack tactics. It's got an ally to the other side. Oh, that's a natural one. So the dog goes to bite you, Shavi, but you just dodge directly out of the way. Uh, at that as well, you watch as the one that had just gotten out of the frog goes to attack you, Drew. So it draws a short sword. 
And that is a seven, which will miss. And that is a 19. Correct. That'll hit. All right. So you watch as the first one misses, you dodge out of the way or it just hits your slimy exterior and slides off. The next one will do you six points of damage. Ouch. Stabs you directly into the frog belly. And it's at that point you watch as they will use their bonus action to disengage and they're going to attempt to move towards their horse. It's at that point you watch as he begins to get onto his horse with the rest of his movement and he's probably going to run by the look of it. So it's at that point we go back to the top of the round. We've got Shavi first. Um, so pretty much I'm just going to say um, I need this one alive pointing to the brute. Yep. Big dude. And with that I'm going to turn around and attack the dog. I'll get my sneak attack on him. Okay. Yep. So Drew's within five feet, so you yep. get your sneak attack. Roll your attack. Not with advantage, but you will get your sneak attack. That's a hit. Yep. Roll your damage for your weapon, plus your sneak attack damage. Not your assassination damage this time, though. That is an 18. 18 points of damage. Nice. How do you kill that dog? What does uh, it look uh, like? Pretty much, I'm just going to turn around, and I'm pretty much just in full fury mode after seeing the, the circle with the ten prongs. Um... I make one of the daggers disappear and it pretty much just appears inside the dog's head mm-hmm. and just you watch as explodes. It, it immediately goes to lunge towards you and just as it lunges towards you, you watch as the knife appears in its head and it just slumps off to the side and you just shrug it off and it lands onto the ground. You watch as the dagger then just appears back into your hand. The toad sheds a tear. <laughs> a single tear. <laughs> what else would you like to do with your turn? Um, pretty much I'm going to use my... Bonus action. I'm turning back around to this guy and saying, "Now this, now it's your turn." And pretty much just full aggression. I'm just lunging straight at him with uh, my next attack. Okay. Bonus action attack. Yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen will unfortunately miss. So as you get the knife back into your hands, you turn around and go for the backward swing, and he blocks it with the back end of his dagger as he holds it up again. Is that your turn? That is my turn. Yes. All right. He's up. He's going to strike at you three times again. Brooding it out. So the first one is going to be a natural one with the cutlass. The next one is going to be a 18. Yep. And then the next one's 18 plus five. Yep. So two hits. hits. All right. So one with the dagger, one with the short sword. Eight points of piercing damage from the dagger. And you take nine points of slashing damage from the uh, scimitar cutlass. My reaction... I use the uncanny dodge. It just says when an attacker that you see hits you with an attack, you can use the reaction to halve the attack's damage. Yep. So one of those attacks you can use well, to halve obviously it. Obviously the nine, I suppose. Or halve it to four, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you watch as he goes to stab you, he nicks across your, your the side of your neck and he uses that as a feint to try and swipe up under your underarm. And as he does that, you just block it with your short sword, but it still nicks you just a bit with your uncanny dodge. Just where you're up. Uh, old matey trying to get to his horse. Go for it. We're going to use a grip point for a fucking dead eye shot. Yep. Still from the tree? Still from the tree. Uh, pistols have 80. It's well within range. Yep. Are um, you attack? With advantage. Yep. So first attack, dead eye shot with advantage. That is a dirty 20. That's going to hit. Roll yep. damage. Uh, 18. All right. How do you kill that one? You just, because it's one shot. One shot enters the back of his head as he's trying to get on his horse, and you just see fucking brain matter, brain matter, and, and bone shards, and then you just sort of see him just sort of fall straight off the side of the horse to the face just into the mud, head straight into mud, 
And then uh, as his body continues over over his head, you just hear this as his neck completely snaps. <laughs> nice. So him being absolutely destroyed, that then brings us to Drew Ede's turn. Uh, actually, I am going to use a bonus action. Wait, I haven't moved, so I can move now, can't I? Yes, you can. So I'm going to move out of the tree um, and get behind Old Matey. Use my bonus action to put my gun to the back of Old Matey's head and say, drop it now or meets the angel of death. Roll a persuasion check with advantage. Can I roll an intimidation? Oh, wait. Yes, you can. No, I'd rather a persuasion with advantage. (laughs) (laughs) You take the anger out of your voice. He doesn't do it in a menacing way. Persuasion with advantage. 22 or... Yeah, 22. Okay. So you watch as his muscles are flexed and tensing. He's holding this dagger and his scimitar. And you watch as his hands go by his sides, his fingers loosen on their grip, and you watch and hear the clanging of metal as those weapons hit the floor. He seemingly complies, looking at his allies who are now mush, one with a massive quarterstaff injury to the face, the other blown apart by a weapon he'd never seen before, his dog slain before him, arrow through his head. Massive giant toad just comes and licks the side of his face. He looks to you, this gruff beard, and he says, Just business, boys. On your knees now. He will. And then I pull, uh, like, as I've got one to his head, I quickly just point one straight at Key. And I say, Kitty, stop. We have questions for you. I'm going to talk to Jasweet first. Just say, the cat might want to hear what I've got to say as well. And secondly, he did just help us. So go easy, a little bit easier on him. I completely agree, but until we find out why we just were attacked by three random slavers, mm-hmm. I'd like to find out what uh, the kitty story is. Yeah, so pretty much next is... So Shavi's still in pretty much in just in full rage mode. He's going to pretend to attack. He's bringing his sword down on him and he's going to make it disappear just as soon as, like, just before it hits him. All right. As, like, a sort of... Intimidation? Yeah. Roll an intimidation check. And what are you doing at this point, Key? Uh, so I've responded to Jess Wee's um, dialogue. Um, at this present moment, I'm just sort of poised on my horse, looking as as calm as possible without sort of breaking down. But inside, his heart's going... Because he's, right. he's looking at this weapon that he's never seen before and he's, you know, the sound is still ringing through my ears. Yep. So I am just slowly dismounting off my horse and looking non-threatening. Yep, and you're holding the reins as you do, looking towards these individuals. Staying as the toad drew... Rip it. <laughs> so that was a 16 intimidation. 16. All right. So he seems to have your attention. You watch as this astral sword just comes straight down towards the bridge of his nose. And as it gets there, it just shatters into a million pieces and returns back to your hand, Shavi. Um, I'm going to kick him onto the ground so that I can stand over him. Mm-hmm. I'm short as shit. Um, and pretty much I'm just standing over him and I'm pulling out of, say, backpack, whatever I've got. And I'm going to drag out. I've got a small little flag. With the banner of the the circle with the ten spokes on it. Yep. And I'm just going to say, what the fuck is this? Who are you and who sent you? As you throw it down onto his face, he spits on the ground and he says, that's a symbol. We all brandish it. Everyone that's part of the copper ring. The copper ring, we we give people. Your slavers, don't try and put it in a different light, you piece of shit. From his belly, he just points at Jusui. He goes, that, that. We wanted this cat. He, uh... Why? Well, he stopped one of our 
main salespeople on the road made a fool of her and she wanted revenge, so we tracked her down. I'm sorry, but the Kit Kat looks like he does now. Stopped one of your main salesmen. Well, yes. Are you sure it wasn't the other way around? And your salesman was trying to get another coin? That's exactly what they were trying to do. Species like him, they're good for protection detail. Many nobles buy them. They're worth a lot of money. And how much money are you worth? To my organization, next to nothing. So why do we keep you alive? Because it seems like your friend wants information and I'm willing to give it if you give me my life. Pretty much, yeah, I'm still on him. Who sent you? Well, that depends. I was sent by Tristabel, but there are many who call themselves a leader. Can I get up, please? No. No, you stay. We, uh, we Fine, fine. We ask the questions. Who, ma- who makes the orders then? We usually get our orders from a man called Hardigan Slade. Where would I find Hardigan? He moves around. He never really gives his true location, but we have some sales locations nearby. You can inquire about him there. The more people you ask, the more you're likely to find him. What business do you have with the copper ring? You're looking for someone, little one. Absolutely I am, but that's on a need-to-know basis. Well, I might know. No one in particular, honestly, I don't know. I'm just, I need to know what this is. I I, uh, tap Shavi on the shoulder real quick. And we just turn, and I just, we look at Drew. Drew's just sitting there looking at him as a toad. Ribbit. I'm like, Drew. Do not let him move. Do not let him get up. I, r- I wrap him in my tongue. All I right. Was, oh, I was waiting for <laughs> Ribbit. Ribbit. He watches. He's like holding his hands really awkwardly, and he's like, "This is gross." Good. And I turn um, around with Shavi. And I, Shavi, this man—he is not the one you're looking for. He will not know the answers to your question. Kind of gonna shrug, just sway off, because I'm just full rage, not giving a fuck about anything else. And he said, "Well, I'm gonna say to him, you say that you've." You've seen more like me. Where do I find them? Long sold by now. I've sold a few of your kind. Yeah, they we... could be halfway across Kalimvor. They go where they're sold. They they could be sold since then. None of the information you give us is helpful to us right now. Why do we spare your life? We need uh, specifics. We need someone to answer these questions for us. He says, if we were to capture him, gestures to Key. He says, we were to take him to Eid. That's where he was going to be sold. Who would you have given him to to sell? The next person in line, Tristabel, would probably want some coin for him. So Tristabel is the one that we talk next in line? Tristabel was who I was to deliver him to in Eid. Tristabel would then sell him to her contact. Okay. Hardigan Slade. In, uh, in Thieves Can't, I just look at Shavi and go, are you going to keep him alive? I'm going to say... I'm going to tell Drew, you can put him down, let him go. I'm going to say to him, send a message to fucking everyone and tell him that Shavi's coming. Shavi who? Shavi Littlefoot. Mm. All right. I'll remember the name. Shavi, I do not think this is a good plan. You watch as he picks up his weapons, sheaths them, backs away slowly from you. Moves towards his horse. So, yeah, pretty much as soon as he turns around, I'm going to do the same thing. My dagger is just going to appear in his head. As he goes and gets up onto his horse, you watch as his spectral dagger just goes from one temple to the other. just, And he gets rigid and then falls to the ground and slumps. It's the dust. 
A breeze rolls by. It's French for you don't deserve breath. Key looks at what just transpired and he looks up at Charvi or down at Charvi and just a smile goes across his face. And what? The same thing. These guys tried to lock me up. I'll never be locked up again. My friend, it seems you have a very interesting tale. I would like to hear. I apologize for the threat of violence and I double whirl. Yep. It's at this point as well, you notice that the horses are kind of unsettled. They're kind of neighing around. There's three horses plus your one key. Your one's fine though. But the three horses are just sort of running around the area at this minute. If they're unsettled... I'm going to try and give Jessui a wet willy with my fat toad tongue. <laughs> first. Stop. And then, <laughs> and then I'm going to turn back into, into Drew and uh, being an animal man, animal lover, I'm going to try and calm down these horses. All right. So you watch as Drew begins to corral these horses like George of the Jungle from that movie, shirtless or in that white cotton shirt. Oh, the, the, the scene all the women love. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Um, oh, Brendan Fraser. But a, but a lot more ugly. <laughs> Roll a um, animal handling check, please. That's a 10. Okay. So I'll use my inspiration. Okay. 15. All right. So that's much better. As you go to move towards them, you have a disgusting effect on humans. But as you move towards these animals, they're instantly calm. You put your hand on their cheek and you rub and you watch as they're neighing subsides. Their breathing gets lessened. You have these three horses in the reins. As you do that, you just swing and Shavi look towards key so Shavi's pretty much still calming down he's um gonna yeah pretty much just turn to key like state your business my business you call me your friend but i don't know if i'm willing to give you such information at this present moment i don't even know your names and at that moment what do they actually see when they look at you so i am as previously described i'm currently very 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 dirty i probably smell relatively bad but there's a Sweet scent of peaches, peach smells. I'm wearing a, uh, what was, looked like a dark purple robes that have faded over time. There's been sun damaged. So it's very tattered. Um, there's a hood over my head and I'm currently barefoot. All right. So as you look at his feet as well, they're sort of bloody and blistered as if he's been walking a long way. I'll Can be- I say to Drew and just be like, sort of nod towards him and... Be like, you know, probably help a brother yeah. out. I, I look at the, the cute kitty cat and I say, I'm happy to break the tension. And I walk up, I offer him, a, I pull a, a, a drink out of my backpack. And basically this is me casting cure wounds. So I call this particular one Drew's Brew Volume 2. <laughs> I hand it to Key and I say, this might help with your wounds. I, I cautiously take the bottle and I kind of and I open it up. I'm, I'm not breaking eye contact with Drew at this I smell it. Disgusting. So with those particular ones, it's definitely a healing spell, but you got to roll for taste though. I take a, <laughs> I take a gargle and just like anything, you got to keep things in your mouth for a bit to really embrace the taste. So I rolled a 19 for taste. Ooh, that's your favorite flavor of vodka cruiser. <laughs> guava. Uh, so I'm drinking this delicious guava flavored um, <laughs> Uh, potion. However, I'm I'm not I'm not making out that I'm impressed. I'm still poised. I'm just looking at them because I don't trust anybody. I say there's a moment where your eyes just widen. You're like, holy fuck, this is delicious. And they're like, well, stay cool. Yeah, stay cool. Yeah. My, my feel- pupils just just sort of like dilate a little bit. You'll feel yourself if you didn't have 
if you had not full health, you got seven hit points back. Oh, beautiful. I uh, Can I loot real quick? So as this is happening, Shavi and Drew engaging with Key, you watch toward Jishui. You move over to the dog who has basically nothing but biting on him. You move to the woman and you're able to get 14 pieces of gold from her. I want the boots off of her. Yep, you can get the boots. They're just standard leather. That's fine. They look like they have a small heel in them. So you take the boots off and then they've also got their weapons and they have this medallion that has a 10-spoked ring that seems to indicate the same thing that's on their armor. All three medallions. Yep. Yep. Um, As you move over to the one that you killed, the one trying to get onto the horse, you get closer and you feel this burning across your brow. Those of you that look towards Jusui can see his eyes turning red and you watch as this red glow moves from the person he killed all the way up and into his firearms and they just glow red hot and then they fade away. Did everybody else just see that? The fuck was that? I am just as confused as the rest of you. And as you feel this confusion, you then start to feel extremely proud of the kill that you just made. Very proud. But for some reason, I think that shot was the best shot I have ever made in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) That just got me. I I do not know why this is. It's, uh, I've killed many people, but God damn. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of shots, why do bartenders hate rogues? Because they love cheap shots. Uh. <laughs> um, the other one has 13 pieces of gold, similar medallion. The dog has nothing, and the other guy uh, has a scimitar, a dagger. He has a medallion as well, and a cool bandana if you wanted to take that. So, are they wearing, from what I can see, anything in particular? Is it like a uniform? It doesn't look mm-hmm. like a uniform, but each of their leather armor has like a stamp, like a branding press in it that's the 10 spoked ring. Okay, can I? Does it look the same as the medallions? Yep. Could exactly. we almost the press the medallions into something? Yeah, can wanted? I have one of the medallions and yeah, one I, of the. I give a medallion to each of these the two. Other things mm-hmm. um, in thoughts of possibly using as a disguise later. Yep, you can take that and you put it into your pack. Yep. Probably going to turn to the boys and say, I've probably got a little bit of explaining to do. First of all, let's get this show on the road and get cracking and travel. And let's get, I'm going to say like this, let's get this dude out of your head and travel. Wait, hang on a second. What do you mean, dude, out of your head? Uh, Kitty, I do not know if you want to get as uh, involved with us as to knowing our business of this. Suffice to say, we are being tracked. And that is uh, potentially all you will want to know. Who's tracking you? A man in black. Let us leave it at that. A man in black. Does this man in black have a gold hand? At that, I instantly pull my pistol out and put it straight to his head. Oh, what is this? What do you... Put it away. Put it away. How do you know he has a gold hand? And are you working for him? I don't work for anybody. Put the gun away. Not until you convince me. That you aren't working for him. I attempt to strike the pistol with my whip. My so, friend, you are not as fast as you think. Shavi's probably going to jump in, just be like, let's find some information out first. 
Boy. Woo boy. Okay, and so let's ask questions. How do you know the man in black? Don't really know him. I mean, he was chasing me and he talks to me in my head and I can't get him to stop. I've just been roaming around endlessly and his voice just creeps in through the back of my head asking me, where are you going? And as, as Key's explaining this story, I pistols go up. I make, like with the pistols in my hand, I make the I'm sorry gesture, you know, and then I twirl them, put them back in. I go, well, it seems that it is fortuitous that you ran into us, my friend. Unfortunately, we know Dalnek. And uh, he does the same thing to my head. Unfortunately, what you might not know, he knows exactly where we are. He knows who we talk to. And he knows what we're doing. No, no, no. I start panicking and I kind of just turn around in an awkward circle and spin back around. Is he coming here where we are? We do not know, but we are on our way to the Dawning Tide in Megaras to see the Sunfart, who shall hopefully be able to at least shield us from Delnak for a time. Seeing the way you fight, I have no reservations about you joining us on our trip. Have I heard of this place before? Roll a religion check. 12. The Dawning Tithe is a temple to the sun god Idris, who is the also the god of prophecy and foresight. You know that they have been closely linked to the Sun Soul Monks, which is a place where Felix trained under. Lawful good, basically. I have heard of this place before. Perhaps our, our goals are aligned. Not that I had one, but I do now. From the looks of it, I think your paws might come in handy. All right. You have my paws. <laughs> and I uh, I throw the boot to Key. Mm-hmm. I go, these should fit, my friend. Your paws look worse for wear. As you take them, they're secondhand and disgusting, but your feet hurt. So whether you wear them or not is your choice. I put them on and gratefully, and I just give a nod. And Drew says, this could be the start of something beautiful. And I try to kiss Key again on the cheek. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately, I just like push him in the chest and I say like, it's so true that true beauty and true ugliness is rare to find. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) He watches just sweet, just moving his hand across his neck like, don't tell him how ugly he is, bro. uh, It is true. Druid is uh, very special looking. (laughs) Why does he only touch me though? (laughs) My friend, you are a pretty pussy. So what 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 do you what name do you go by, Mr. Pretty Pussy? My name is Jonah. Jonah. Roll a deception check key. Everybody roll inside checks. Oh, if you pick the wrong boy to lie to, <laughs> the twenty-five. You all know that he's lying. He shifts his eyes left and right as he says it. But to that end, you guys also haven't given your names to him. So whether you feel animosity about that is up to you. Well, Jonah, if that's your real name. I think we should all get this show on the road and I've got a story to tell of my own. So. Sure. What What are your names? What can I call you? My name is Shavi Littlefoot. My name is uh, Jesui. You call me whatever you want, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Drew. Drew. 
Leave the poor kitty alone. <laughs> and it's at that you begin wrangling the horses. There are three plus yours key. You end up mounting the horses and you begin on your way to Megaris along the trade road. Key feeling a lot more comfortable in company. And you can hear the camaraderie between these three and you get the notion that they've probably traveled together for a little while. They kind of get each other's vibes and conversation flows naturally. Is there anything that you wanted to share on the way? Yeah, so Shavi's going to share. He's probably shared with Drew already before, maybe a little bit, but he hasn't really told anyone other than Dragon would know. The circle with the 10 spokes is a symbol. So well, when I was young, we, my family and my village was raided by horrible people i was young at the time so i don't remember much but the upon returning there the only thing i was able to find amongst the debris and the ashes was a small flag or banner with the circle and the 10 spokes on it and the only other thing i found was my family and friends all murdered and dead and as far as i know i'm the only one left so as soon as I saw the circle in the ten spokes today, it pretty much, yeah, all the memories came flashing back and I need to find these people. The copper ring, Shavi, they are everywhere. They're pervasive. They are slavers. Come off the earth. Any of them you see, you should kill. That's my full intention, but I do need to find the one did this to my clan. I fully, I fully understand now why the you had that sort of menacing look. That whole, that whole engagement before it looked like a, like someone I hadn't seen before. So, I'm I'm down for a good old bit of fashion, good old fashioned bit of revenge. Key, who is um relatively numb to sort of tragic stories, as he is a part of one and has been in a company of people that have had tragic stories, kind of just rolls his eyes a little bit and he just mumbles on his breath he said go back to Temple Lake River wow. if you got something to say Mr. Cat now's the time no, I, I'm, I'm sorry did you hear me did I say something I believe you were telling us your real name <sighs> oh, you're smarter than you look you can call me Key dead seriousness to his face this time unbreaking eye contact if we are being honest, there is something that I must uh, admit to, Xavi. The reason I sought you out and partnered with you. When I first got to Cadmia, I had a a dagger. It, uh, a dragon's tooth dagger. It uh, was very special to me and it was stolen by a halfling. You were the first halfling I tracked down. But I have come to trust you and... You do not have a dragon's tooth dagger on you. But I fear we will fut- in the future I will have reason to come into conflict, conflict with our known acquaintance uh, Freuden Score. For uh, do not trust him and uh, he is sneaky just like you. I can assure you that I I haven't seen or heard of this dragon tooth dagger, but you you have my word that I'll help you find it. You hear Drew just pop up from the back. I'm just happy to have friends. 
And he blows Shavi and just walks. <laughs> and we are happy to have you as a friend but now. But you gotta have friends. <laughs> um, um, so as you've been riding across the countryside, these stories being shared, you take the time to um, to eat whilst you ride and it begins to come into nightfall. You sort of begin to survey the area, checking the map every time you do. Who would be leading that map quest? You need a survival check. That is a 15. You get handed the map by Shavi and just a few times and you're just like, nah, I got this. You're looking at the tree line and you're looking at the different sort of landscape features and you can tell from the weather and the changes in atmospheric pressure that you're getting closer and closer to the coast. The landscape begins to get less forested and more hilly as you do as well, which matches the landscape on the map anyway. So you seem to be following this trade road all the way along. Not to mention the fact that a sign says to your left, Megaris, 30 miles this way. So you begin to uh, veer off of the trade road now and you start to uh, follow up the hills as best that you can, trying to make your, your way in as, as quickly and as quietly as possible. Looking around as well, you begin to see something up ahead of you, uh, Drew. You can see what looks like a small black plume of smoke coming up from above the hill rise. And as all four of you ride your horses up and come to the peak of this this small hill, you look down into a recent valley and you can see what looks like the signs of an old battle. You can see that it probably had about 10 to 15 combatants and along the battlefield you can see swords stabbed into the earth. You can see fires lit and burning onto some corpses. You can see old armour strewn around the area. You can see spears stabbed into various different bodies and arrows sticking out of these people as well. You can see red tunics that seem to have this symbol of a V on it and you also see uh, green tunics with a serpent on it you can see various hopolite looking um people that seem to have had a skirmish in this area you can see that one person's literally stabbed into a tree that's nearby and you can see that there is like a crow picking at one of the uh deceased's eyeballs and that's probably about 100 feet off to your to your left and you all as the breeze changes gets the smell of these rotting corpses that seem to have spent some time in the sun damn well, it looks like we might have missed a bit of a party here does it look like anyone's alive? Roll a perception check. Everybody can if that's what you'd like to look at. 23. 25. 19. 22. This is a wasteland death. There does not appear to be anybody alive. Knowing because you, Drew, would see various carrion birds picking at different corpses. And as you pass by, you also can smell rot and insects just doing what they do. Do we know anything about like the symbols? Yeah, you can roll a history check, guys. Can I also see if there's anything worth grabbing? Mm-hmm. Can I roll religion? Okay, so the three members that you're with, Key, seem to have no idea what you're um what you're looking at in particular. But as you, as you look, Key, you can see the ones with the green robes and the snake on it. You know the snake to be the symbol of Capita, the god of knowledge, and you know she's the patron deity of the city capital, which resides in the south a city that you grew up in, a city that was the center of the Capitolian Empire. So you can assume that these are empire's forces. From that, you can extrapolate that the people they were fighting were probably Heraclesian because that was their known enemy. You know as well that where the territories lie for the empire, you're well within empire territory as it stood before the Heraclesians started to push into the continent. So it looks like they're further to the west than what people thought. Well, it looks like these guys are on a pretty valiant odyssey. From what I can see, 
These are forces of Heraclesian and capital. This is the aftermath of a battle. I'm mm. unsure who won. Sounds is, like it's not our problem. My friends, this is well above our pay grade. Roll insight checks, all of you. 16. 8. 11. 14. 14. Okay, so Shavi and uh, also Key. You guys having a look at this, you you notice that the Heraclesians are well within Empire territory. If they've gotten this far west of places like Megaris, you may encounter some going further east. So even though, yes, this is well above your pay grade, you're not getting involved in this, knowing that there are skirmishes in the area and traveling further into this land may be a risk. Cool. I guess if we can make sense of that, might be a good idea to maybe you know, sort of take it off road, be a bit sneakier with our moving forward. Do we know, does Drew know where Megaris is? Yep, 100%. So we can just go off off road? If you choose to. I, uh, From I his see. survival check before he's got the headwind, he knows the way. Do we need to yet? You're probably, you're just under 30 miles away. With the horses. Which is about a night's travel and it's night time now, so. Yeah, cool. With okay. the horses. Let's we'll just yeah. Battle. Just Horford. We have mm-hmm. nice in our favour. All right, you begin galloping along the trade road, keeping a weather eye on the horizon for any flame lights that may indicate a battalion moving through. You start to make your way, and you do see various little skirmish patches and people with swords and helmets posted upon them with nobody inside. It's almost like you see a bunch of them, probably like 20 or so, where the swords have been stabbed in and helmets have been placed upon, all with these green mohawks, which you indicate to be Empire soldiers. It seems like deserting. They're just leaving their post and moving wherever they went. Can I quickly dismount and grab, say, five short swords and helmets? Yep. Sweet. So you have, you, you'll be jangling and you put them on your horse. So it'll be harder to stealth with your horse if that's what you're going to do. Well, I was going to wrap them in a blanket, in some cla- uh, traveler's clothes. Okay. You can do uh, that. So that they're sort of a little bit like the helmets will still jangle. Mm-hmm. Um, but the swords are wrapped in traveler's clothes. Yep. I just thought they're of, they're like short sword Roman yeah they're stabby swords <laughs> you know um, they're, they're a gladius gladius you guys cross and around a cliff face and as you go around this cliff face it's probably about 45 feet high you see the coast and you begin to hear the waves crashing from the coastline you look down into the into the into the bay and you can see that there are torchlights surrounding this fence line that seem to be made out of stone and you can see some of the Areas of stone seem to be crumbled in on each other and there seems to be uh, wooden logs that have been sharpened protruding outwards and you can see this city has probably been raided. As you look towards some of the buildings, some of the torchlights seem to be uh, indicate that the buildings themselves have crumbled. In the centre of the village slash city, you can see this temple that seems to be illuminated as if arcanely so and you see it for the first time it seems to have this domed roof that seems to be made completely of glass it has these gold trimmings and across the top of it you would notice key the symbol of idris just plastered directly onto the top which is a blazing sun um as you look at that symbol in the middle of the city it's underlit and you do see the small instances of battalions or people sort of moving their way around the area you do also see across the eastern side of the wall a battalion of guards that seem to be moving left and right across the area. And that's what you see from your elevated position at this minute as you go and approach Megaris. 
what would you guys like to do? How do we want to approach this, boys? So it doesn't. It do, obviously doesn't look like a free sort of trading town. You can't just waltz on in, sort of thing. You can see indications of that's exactly what it used to be, but it seems like it's been taken over at the at the moment. You can see out into the coast as well, and you can see that the the boats and the fishing boats they all seem to be docked. There doesn't appear to be anybody out on the ocean at the moment, so all trade has stopped from this area. It's almost like it's been taken and all trade's been cut off. Can we see flags on the battlements? You can. What color are they? They're red. Well, sounds like we might need to get our sneak on. Maybe we should uh, swing by a stable, either A, house our horses, or B, sell them if we don't need them anymore. I don't believe we're going to need these horses after after this, but uh, does anybody know of a sneaky, sneaky way into this town? I can get us in this town. Unnoticed. I'm sure we can all get into this town unnoticed, my friend. <laughs> you are not the only sneaky sneaky here. As I think we should let the horses go, being an animal lover. Mm. Before, so I turn to Key and I say, "Yeah, are you, so you're still with us, Key?" I'm with you. Cool, awesome. And then um, I, I will cast Pass Without Trace. I, yeah, I'll look at everyone. I say, "Yep, it's time we sort of yeah, want to get in, have a look around." So looking at Key, I said, "Yeah, we can we can be sneaky." When we want to be, and yeah, I'll cast it on all of us. As you begin to cast, Jasui, you looking at the temple in the distance, seemingly arcanely lit up, you notice that that is probably the Dawning Tithe, the massive temple in the middle that seems to center the city, dedicated to Idris. And as you're looking at that and you see Drew beginning to cast this spell, you hear this growling coming from above. This, you hear this drip. And then as you look up, Roll perception checks. Dirty 20. 10. 11. 18. Okay, so Drew and Key, you see it in the night time. Do you both have dark vision? Do you have dark vision? I don't think you do as a human. So you have to roll with disadvantage. Sorry, Drew. 12. Okay, so just Key, you look up onto the rise and above you can see this large lizard looking creature that seems to have this massive horn on top of its head. And as the light moves, as a cloud moves across the moon, you can see this blue sheen of scales moving across it and you can see some sort of barding across it as well. You watch as it growls at you, it immediately leaps down onto the ground around you and you can see it has a rider on its back and you guys need to roll initiative. So I'll ask you to flavor like what your sword does to tell you you're in danger basically because Key's seen it, he won't be surprised. You three would be except for the sword. So what does your sword do? Yeah, Yeah, well, yeah, because my blades is one of my things. It kind of just shimmers and like I can sort of feel it as well like a tingle tingly in my spidey tingle. senses uh-huh. yeah 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 really tiefling tingle uh, <laughs> I love it I feel like I would have sort of told the boys this before and I'm just gonna say yeah like my spidey senses are tingling boys yep. yeah so yeah, as you feel time. that and you see this lizard begin to jump off of the the cliff face key you get this shiver down your your back Shavi and you watch as the tattoos across your forearm of the swords begin to flare that little bit and you say to your party, we might be on here. But at that point, nobody's um, nobody's surprised. Did I get the cast off for Pass Without Trace? No. Cool. That's what I was rolling before. At that point, you guys watch as this blue scaled thing just jumps up and over, landing right next to uh, Key on the ground. And as you look at it, as the moon begins to pass uh, out from behind a cloud, you can see that it stands probably about 10 feet tall. It's this large lizard thing on four feet. You can see that it's got barding on it and it wields the flag of the Heraclesian forces and on it is a rider holding a spear 
uh, it looks like it's riding a, a drake, which whether you know or not is like dragonkin. Looking at it, it looks very formidable. And as it opens its mouth, you watch as these electrical uh, static shards begin moving through its jaws, which illuminate you guys all in blue. Uh, with initiative, we have Shavi, Key, then Jusui. Can I try and jump onto the back of the dragon, the drake, sorry, and... I want to, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to take the initiative to talk to the rider. What do you say? As um, you look at the rider, you can see he's got this helmet on, this uh, red-looking mohawk going down the helmet. Mm-hmm. You can see there's a scar on his dark skin that seems to lay under his eye, and he's got a heavy white beard that seems to be uh, protruding through. You can see he's pretty muscle-bound, and he's holding a spear in your direction. As he just flicks it your way, you you listen to the whistle as he does, like, mm-hmm. and the spear's pointing at you. Right, yeah, well, I'm going to say... um. Stop. We don't mean any harm. We come in peace. We're just here to worship at the temple. This land is taken by the Heraclesians now. You have no business here. The temple is closed for outsiders. We are not outsiders. We are travelers. We are coming here to to make pilgrimage to Idris. How, how do you stop us from seeing our gods? That's not my problem. You need to leave, or you will meet the end of my spear. Maybe it will be a problem if you don't let us in. You watch as the dragon, the drake moves forward. The spear points at you, and he says, You cannot threaten a commander of the Heraclesian forces and get away with it. Can we? This continent will soon be under our control. It would do well for you to obey. Can we bribe? A commander of the Heraclesian legions? Roll a persuasion check. What? 23. Ooh-hoo. It's pretty you, good. It's pretty good. He points his spear to Drew. He watches, you watch it raise an inch. And that to you, just sweet, indicates you have his curiosity. I throw a bag of 32 gold at him. He'll catch it. He'll weigh it. He says, and what about for my comrades? And you watch as he gestures and you watch as two more come in from the sides on the left and the right. Well, I look at Shavi and I look at Drew and wink, I give them fucking money. Yeah, Yeah, all right. Um, What are you doing in this moment, Key? Just watching? Yeah, just watching at the moment. I don't have any money. Okay. Well, there you go. There's a bag each. Yeah, a little baggy. 32 gold each. You sling him 32 as well? Yep. You watch as you throw it up onto the cliff face. One of them catches it, and you watch as the other one catches it too. These individuals that seem to be clad in Heraclesian armor. You watch as this individual with a white beard and dark skin looks at you, points his spear upwards, and he says, We never saw you here, but I would not attempt to get into that city if I were you. Some guards don't take gold as leniently as we do. Well, my friends, this is uh, the last time you shall ever see us. That, I promise you. And then can we vanish without passing with pass their chase? That would <laughs> be badass. Wait till they go. <laughs> you watch as the two drakes from up above with their riders on it swing around. You see their tails whip in the distance and start to go off into the, the scrub. You watch as he turns around and like Obi-Wan on that lizard begins running off into what? the distance. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> begins running off into the uh, distance as well. Excellent. 
As they begin taking off into the distance, leaving you guys in the dark, you look towards your location and you can see that there seems to be many more guards in your future. So I look at Dasui and, well, two <laughs> options. Dasui looks at Drew. You, you, you took a lot of armor and swords and stuff. Can we disguise or can we pass without trace? Wrong color. Wrong color here. I got green, not red. Well, then why don't we just show it to them and say we're on the same team? Yeah. You, you could try that if you wanted to. I, I can pass without trace. Okay, we're sneaky boys. Let's just sneak sneaky boys. boys. Or we could make or. out that we're a mercenary group for the Heraclesians mm. when we're returning to camp. Yeah, but that's easily found out, isn't it? Less yeah. confrontation being sneaky, whereas that sounds like a lot of roles. <laughs> I think 75% of us are extremely sneaky. Yeah. So and I was going to turn into something sneaky. So yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. you all Do in character sneaky? agree to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're doing the sneaky. Yeah. All right. So you look at the environment around you. You can see two cliff faces to your left and your right, and it starts to be a bit more forested. Uh, and this the the city's basically down this rise and and just ahead of you. So how far away from the walls do the trees stop? Probably about 120 feet. All right. Are there, there any seems holes to- in the walls? Yes, because the city seems to have been raided. Yep. But you also see that there seems to have been some logging that had occurred around the perimeter of the city to clear yep. that area so they can yep. look for intruders. And you also see that they've made those battlements and those um, protrusions so no war machines can get through and take yep. the city back. Yep. So, yeah, you guys, which way are you going? Left, right, straight ahead? To the left, to the right is forested can- area. Straight ahead is literally the path you're going. Yeah. Can we see which side has more holes in the wall? Yeah, as you look down, you can see that the left-hand side of the city seems to have been more uh, heavily sieged. And you can see lots of holes in the walls and basically pieces of rubble through there. Okay, my friends, we want to go right. Does that mean it's more guarded? No, well, if there's more holes in a wall, then there's going to be more guards on those holes, aren't there? So if we go to the other Mm -hmm. side where there's less holes, then we'll be able to... See? Less guards? Big brain tactician right here. Have Have we dismounted at this point in time? Yeah, I think we'll let the horses go. Yep, slap them. I'll, yeah! <laughs> I'll cast uh, yeah! I'll cast Pass Without stra- Trace, and then I'm going to turn into a spider and jump on top of Shavi's head. All right. And, and let it that shit. As, as <laughs> the three of you and the spider on the shoulder begin making your way into the forest, you watch as you all almost meld into shadow as you begin to make your way into the forest towards Megaris. Hi, guys. and Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode D&D valiant odyssey in the future guys if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episodes are released you can come to our discord you should find the link in the show notes if you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the valiant odyssey action then there's our socials link as well instagram twitter facebook you name it we're there valiant odyssey is growing and it's all because of you so thank you so much for your patronage make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Odyssey.